Yeah, there was a theme song there. There was a theme song. Which means, I've got my computer back. Yeah, woo, yeah, all right, yeah. I never introduced myself or the show. Do you think I have to? Do you feel like maybe I should do that? I feel like it's kind of dumb. Like, if you don't really know what you're listening to, it's a podcast, then maybe you should just... Maybe you should just not listen <laughs> if you can't figure it out. But I thought of a very witty uh, introduction for myself. So I just kind of gave myself... Allow myself to introduce myself. My name is Sandra. Yes, that smell is me, Sanchez. I'm really sorry. Just be glad you don't know me. God, be glad you don't know me in real life. So I went and picked up my computer. It's here. It's queer. I'm used to it. And uh, works good as new. Everything's pretty much as I left it. I'm pretty sure all of the passwords that I no longer remember are gone. But um, that's okay. Minor problem. Minor problem. Very glad to have it. And like a true Italian, I um, the keyboard is now covered in plastic. Except it's not saran wrap like a real Italian would do. And you laugh, but I knew a girl whose mom was like the kind of Italian that covers their couches in plastic. And she... When computers had just come out, she bought one, and she literally covered the keyboard in saran wrap to keep it new. But I have, like, one of those latexy keypad covers. I'm running my fingers on it right now. Let's see if you can hear it. Right? See? So it's perfectly safe. And to prove it, I'm going to take this liter of water and dump it all over the keyboard. No, I'm not. No. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Okay, so this is our Christmas episode. As you can tell, it's very festive. It's actually technically Festivus, which is December 23rd. And sadly, I do not have one fucking channel on my TV that plays Seinfeld. I don't have one channel. I mean, I'm going to get all the new 600-pound virgins. Oh, no, my 600-pound life. I'm going to get all of those start January. And, uh, yeah, the shows are going to come few and far between because I have to catch up on those. I have to rewatch those. And, uh, oh, the garbage man's here. And 90 Day Fiance, that's wrapping up next week. So I guess I'll have, I'll be pumping out a shit ton of shows in the next few days. Until Sunday. In which case, no. No. No more. Okay, so what do we want to talk about for Christmas? Um, maybe I should play a segment. Okay, before I get into all that, um, I was watching a movie uh, that's based on a young man's memoirs. And his name is, oh, what's his name? Augustine, I think. Anyway, it's called Running with Scissors. Have you ever seen this? You should really watch it. It was just on Encore Avenue. And I remember I read the book. And the only thing that really sticks out in from the book in my mind is this kid is gay. He's a, he's a young homosexual. And uh, in the book, he does a really um, upsetting description of him giving his first blowjob. And it's basically his account of doing it and all he says is he just saw this guy's pubic pubic hair getting closer to his face and then further away and then closer to his face and then further away and that's all he really focused on was like this gnarled mess of pubic hair uh, yeah so that's what stuck into my brain I knew I had read the book even though it was like probably 15 years ago now and I'm like well fuck I'm gonna watch this movie so we started watching it and this guy's mom is fucking like Looney Tunes crazy. Thinks she thinks she's gonna be like the next, I don't know, who's a famous poet. I don't know, whoever. Look, I'm not researching this show. Okay, I'm sitting at my kitchen table, drinking a full sugar Coca-Cola Classic while my kid sleeps. Okay, don't don't look don't look at this show for quality. Okay, I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that. And she thinks she's gonna be famous, and she's like delusional. She sees starts seeing the psychologist or psychiatrist or whatever, 
and uh, she ends up being a big lesbo. Her husband is played by Alec Baldwin, and he's a crazy drunk, and they divorce. And she basically just drops this young man off at her psychiatrist's house and leaves him there. And he gets into shenanigans. And one of the first scenes where we see this psychiatrist that's seeing her mother and then becomes the adopted father of this uh, young man, uh, they're sitting in his office, his work office, and the young man asks the psychiatrist, what's behind that door? And he looks at him and he said, that's my masturbatorium. And everyone's like, uh, and he's like, well, I'm a man. I have needs. I need to masturbate. I am human after all. And then he's like, would you like to see it? And they're like, yeah. So they open the door and his daughter's sleeping in there. And he's like, whatever her name was, I can't remember. Nancy, get out of my masturbatorium at once. At once. And Sarah and I look at each other and she's like, hmm, I believe I'd like a masturbatorium. I think no home is complete unless there's a masturbatorium. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. It's like, fuck. I thought that was priceless. And that for that alone, you should really watch that movie. And the other, my other favorite part, because I'm going to ruin the whole thing. Um, this doctor's got his mom all fucking doped up, like to the gills. And Annette Benning plays the mom. And she's like the fucking best at just being like really like doped up and kind of talking really slowly. And she's got that really weird... Um, the the part the mom from the partridge family hair and then it, when it becomes the 80s she gets this really awesome mullet so she's sitting at this birthday party for her son pardon me pardon me the guy who's writing the memoirs augustine i think his name is and they're all like sitting there and the lights come on and all well all two of his friends and his mom and his mom's girlfriend are there and she's just sitting at the table and he's like what and she's like surprise and it's just like silence after that. And I was like, holy shit, we must have watched that scene like about seven times. You got to watch that. And then she pulls <laughs> the big candle that says the number one on it. Like it's one of those big number one candles. And she bites off a piece of the candle and she's just staring at the camera. And she's like, this is good. And she's eating, she's eating a wax candle. She's eating a wax candle. So for those two reasons, actually, you know what? You don't even really have to watch the movie because I told you the two best parts, so I ruined it. But I think you should really watch it because who knows what you're going to find interesting in that. You might find something completely interesting in that that I didn't see. Uh, okay, yeah. Right. Okay, so you probably want to know about my computer and what happened. So initially I dropped it off there and they charged me like 150 It ended up being $167 with tax. And... They're like, okay, he'll look at it in a week and, or within a week. So we looked at it and then he calls me and he tells me, oh, you know, you need this, you need that. You got to transfer over the hard drive and do this stuff to it. He's like, you're looking at about mm, 300 bucks. And I was like, okay. And he said, the fan's going to run all the time because the logic board, which is the motherboard, except it's not the motherboard anymore. It's the logic board is telling your fan to be on constantly and it doesn't need to be but other than that the fan will run constantly but it'll be fine it's not a big deal and I was like do you have any other logic boards there that I could possibly have instead of the one that I have and he said no I've got one here but it's also water damaged and I don't know how long how well it works and I was like okay so then I get a call like five or six days later and he's like hey and I was like hey how are you good to hear from you. You're my favorite guy right now. And he says, uh, oh, you may change your mind. And I'm like, oh, fuck, what? What do you fucking want? And he says, uh, 
well, you know, I do have another logic board here for you. Uh, turns out your computer is a little bit more messed up than I thought because he tried to transfer the information slash my porn from the old hard drive onto the new hard drive and he had a hard time. My computer shut off by itself. He needed to essentially replace one of the bottom pieces. I don't know what the fuck happened. And uh, basically we're all kind of at the mercy of these computer guys and mechanics. I don't know. I, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Oh, yeah. Johnson rod. Yeah. I need a Johnson rod. Do you remember that from Seinfeld? Yeah, it's Festivus. Because, it, it, like, they could really say anything. He could have sold me a flex capacitor, and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, flex capacitor, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I need a flex. Yeah, well, well, you know, if it goes, it goes. You got to replace it, yeah. So, really, I had no control. I, I'm, I'm at the mercy of this young man. And he says to me, well, I've got this logic board here. It's the one I told you about before, but I've had a chance to test it for three or four days. It's being pretty cons consistent. There doesn't seem to be uh, very much damage. I've cleaned it. It should be ready to go. I can sell it to you for 200 bucks. And a brand new logic board is like $499, like $499 to $599. And he was willing to sell me this used one, slightly damaged, but overall good condition for 200 bucks. And yeah. So he said, you're looking at 125 bucks more for a computer whose fan won't run constantly and it'll work perfectly well. And I was like, okay. And then I said, wait a minute. And he's like, yeah. And I said, well, how, how confident are you that this logic board is going to work? He's like, very confident. I'm like, would you sell this logic board to your mother? Yes, I would. Do you like your mother? Yes, I do. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sounds legit. And that conversation I just reenacted to you happened. It actually happened that way. So that's the kind of person I am. Oh, wow. Ten and a half minutes of fucking nothing. Okay, I'm going to play uh, Tails for you next. Tails has been with me a really long time. She's been with me since the Return to Sender days, which if you want to listen to my old podcast, it's called Return to Sender. I just paid to have the shows up for another year, which was expensive. <laughs> and it kind of makes me wish I wasn't so spiteful. But, you know, I'm glad I have them up again. And they're, two of them are out of order. And Chuckles, my old homie, she saved me because apparently there were like 11 episodes I didn't have on my computer. And she went into her magic computer that didn't have any water damage on it. And she dropboxed me like 11 shows. So without her you wouldn't have 11 shows. And one of them was really, really important, apparently, to me. But there's two out of order. The rest are up there. So return to sender or RTS replay at .podbean.com if you want to look at those or hear those. I think they were pretty good. I think we had uh, we had some good chemistry there. We, we, did, we did pretty well. Oh, oh, my girlfriend's texting. She's hungry, and I haven't cooked anything because I'm a shitty housewife. Meh, she can get a hamburger. Uh, okay, let's play Tails. So Tails has been with me a long time. She's a, she's a nice girl. She's a homosexual. She just got recently married and, um, she apparently likes my girlfriend and yeah, she's married and, uh, maybe I shouldn't be insecure. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm being stupid. So I'm going to play Tails and she's got a couple shit stories on there. So make sure you listen because it's really good stuff. Really good stuff. Hang on. Hey everybody, this is Tails. First off, I'd like to say that last episode with Clarice was probably one of my more favorite ones, but that's just my own opinion. Okay, uh, got a couple things that I want to talk about quickly. Uh, endometriosis. Um, my mom has that. It's hereditary. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what she said. Uh, she had to go for a hysterectomy at 41 last Christmas. And, you know, she she made three, not three, she made 
two, oh, fuck, three, three girls, okay, sorry, jeez, I forgot how many babies my mom had, I forgot how many siblings I had, she made three girls, and um, her only problem with the endometriosis is, uh, for some reason, she couldn't carry boys, so she had two miscarriages on on my brothers, David and Taylor, and um, otherwise, yeah, the, the really painful periods, uh, long extended time, I totally understand that since it's hereditary I'm almost certain that I have it as well I'm bleeding for seven to nine days in a month um it's extremely painful I can't move uh most people don't realize my wife has it for about she has her period for like two days and I hate it and she has like cramps for an hour and meanwhile I'm completely immobilized and crying and I'm a ball of mess ball of mess um I like that you said shiznat a lot. Shiznat is not what the kids are saying. Um, it's I've made it up when I was really, really drunk one night, and it's kind of stuck with me since I was, like, 17. So shiznat, shiznat, shiznat. I think it's a cool word. I don't know. Same with dawns. I say dawns sometimes, although I haven't said that in a long time. Anyways, I'm going off track. Okay, um, second point. Um, I actually really enjoy the episodes when Sarah's on. Um, I understand that she might not want to come on very often, and, you know, and I I listened to the whole episode, so I know the situation and everything, but I love when Sarah comes on. You two are fucking hilarious together. Really reminds me of my wife and I, because I'm the Sandra, and she's the Sarah, I think. Um, Anyways, okay, next point, pizza. Pizza, 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 pizza. It has consumed my life. I make the best pizza. I actually um, made a pizza for a photo shoot just recently. I had to cook the bacon on it separately. I crumbled the feta and the just just right. I, I individually placed each individual pineapple on the pizza. It's called the treble pizza. And I have clearance from the owners, um, my bosses, to say that I work at a little pizza heaven because I think it's really fucking awesome that I contribute to a podcast. So, yeah, I'm awesome. You're awesome. We're all awesome. Let's be awesome. Uh, Next thing, Christmas. Christmas sucks. I hate Christmas. I understand. I'm, I'm definitely Team Sandra on that one. I think it's absolutely stupid that you have to go to a mall and you have the oh I like this oh I like this and then you have to mentally remember all these things well I'm 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 st- I'm stupid I'm dumb I can't remember that many things are you fucking kidding me like I'm not, how am I supposed to remember you wanted this little knickknack at this one store in this one mall and I don't drive so I have to bus there later and surprise you with it it's yeah that's why I went big this Christmas that's because I, I know what she wants she knows what she wants she knows what it is there you go. Uh, opening gift reactions. Sandra, I am the same fucking way. I fucking hate opening presents. I don't know how to gauge the right reaction. Um, I get something that I really, really like. I don't jump up and down and be like, oh my god, oh my god, thank you. It's exactly what I wanted. No, instead I, I unwrap it. I look at it. I'm like, cool. I wanted that. Thanks, baby. And apparently that's always the wrong reaction. They always expect, like, this big, huge thing. And I I don't accept gifts well, I guess. But um, <clears throat> another thing about Christmas that I wanted to talk about, I was leaving Osborne Village today, and uh, it just kind of 
kind of made me remember that, uh, you know, Christmas sucks for a lot of people, and a lot of people don't get a lot of things. Um, and Christmas is a very depressing time. Alcohol sales are rocketing, and people are depressed and sad. And today I was walking over the bridge, and there was a woman in distress. She was standing on the edge of the ice on in the Red River. I think that's the Red, not the Assiniboine. Uh, she was standing right where it turns from ice to water. There was several cop cars, um, I think two ambulances. There was the water rescue, lots of fire trucks, and there was the negotiator trying to get her not to jump. And I want everybody to just think about those people and try to maybe do something nice for somebody this season. You know, if you see if you see somebody trying to hassle you for money, don't give them money. Give them give them a meal. Give them go buy some food and drop it off to them, bring them some warm clothes. Uh, it's, it's a really rough time of the year for people that have nothing. And it really upsets me when I see things like that. And it's, unfortunately, it's a regular thing. When I worked at the burger place, uh, there was always jumpers on the bridge around this time. And I, I just, I wanted to bring that up. I don't know why. Okay. I'm going to wrap this up cause I'm already at six minutes. Um, I have a special treat for me for you. Uh, two of my coworkers decided to share their shit story, so I'm going to attach that to here. One of them just cracked me up, and the other one, you know, never trust a fart. All right, have a good one. First up, we have um, my buddy who wants to be referred to as Nick. All right, so my shit story. Uh, I'm in bed for like a week straight. I've I've got bronchitis, you know, like I can barely move. I'm lazy. I'm lazy. Like I just I just don't want to leave. You know, one day, I can barely feel my body. One day, like, I just lean over, I kind of, you know, you know when you just kind of, like, pick up one leg to fart? And it, I just ripped this huge fart. But the thing with farts is, like, they're, they're, I, I ripped one, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, like, I just feel a little Hershey kiss come out. I was like, oh, fuck, no way. And I just, next thing I know, like, I'm just shitting myself in bed, and it's like, fuck, I feel so ashamed, you know? How old was I? I was like, this was like last year. <laughs> well, anyways, you know, don't trust farts, and that's my shit story. Thank you. Perfect. And best for last, this is my buddy and coworker who would like to be referred to as Tom Selleck for some weird-ass reason. Maybe it's the porn stash. I don't know. Anyways, here's Tom Selleck. Okay, so my girlfriend has New Year's Eve party, and I really want to get mangled, so I buy a 2.6 of Kraken, which is a huge mistake now I think about it. So I drink this bottle, and I wake up in my girlfriend's bed, and I'm so hungover that I feel like just eating all day, so I get her to make me, like, 16 Nutella and strawberry sandwiches, which is another bad idea after. So I eat all these sandwiches and my mom picks me up and I'm so hungover I feel like I've just done too many drugs but it's just because of the alcohol. And I get home and I'm still feeling so shitty that I need to eat so I eat a pot of KD and a bowl of chicken noodle soup. Finally I start just sweating so I take a cold shower and I'm just leaning her over in the shower and a burp suddenly comes up, and then a fart, and then I just poop myself. And I'm just so mentally stressed from this hangover, I just slide down and start just crying. 
So then I get get up the courage to get to the washroom, which is right beside the shower. And I start pooping, and at the same time, I'm leaned over all the way 90 degrees into my bathtub, yakking. And I start to cry again, and that's it. Yeah, that's my that's my poop story. <laughs> Mercy. <laughs> uh, Tom Selleck. Good God. <laughs> I understand. You basically had a rape shower, except it was poop. I totally understand. That was beautiful. <laughs> so terrible to take such joy in other people's misery. I'm really sorry, Tom. That's brutal. That's really brutal. But it really made my life. I really appreciate that. I'm sorry that sounded so ghetto. I'm still, I don't know what the fuck they did to my computer, but it's like I can't click on the attachment and then open it in iTunes like I could before. So I'm going to have to figure that out. And God knows how long that's going to take because I'm fucking dumb as rocks. But I'll try. Just going to play it through the micro microphone today. Um, yeah, I know. I love when Sarah's on the show too. She gives me a good kick in the face. Uh, except there's no overt racism allowed. She does not tolerate that. And uh, yeah, she's funny and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really hoping that we could uh, knock out a Christmas show together in front of our uh, cheesy-ass electric fireplace and sip on some mulled wine and just just have a real deep talk, you know? Just a real intense, sensual talk. But I don't think she's going to go for that. And I'd hate to wait for that opportunity and then come to find out that we're both too tired to do this. So I thought I would knock out the Christmas uh, special today. And you know what's really weird is I really think where uh, Tales Works, that little pizza heaven, is attached to the Goodwill Social Club, which I'm not entirely 100% sure of, which I don't even really know that I have permission to say, but I'm assuming it's okay. Um, and then the Goodwill Social Club guys were on couch, the Couchsurfing podcast, and the guys that are do the Couchsurfing podcast from Winnipeg run the Garbage Hill Podcasting Network, which I am affiliated with. So, roundabout. tiny. See, Winnipeg is like seriously one degree of separation sometimes 1.25 but rarely so just goes to show you small small town it's just a real small town uh so if you want to search garbage hill network you can there's lots of shows out there there's one about wrestling there's one about collecting uh, loose ropes wrestling i think it's called and then there's another one called warped increased which is about collecting different kinds of music i'm assuming vinyl i don't know who's who collects cassettes anymore i have a new kids on the block cassette if anybody very well used. It's really worn out. Really worn out, if anybody wants that. Um, what else? Endometriosis. Yeah, I don't know much about it. I just know that it sucks. And I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you this, but I will. Sarah's surgery date isn't until July at the earliest. July. Yeah, six months from now. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, why? And she said that the doctor can only perform the kind of procedure she needs at a certain hospital because they have lasers. It's the only hospital that has lasers. It's 2014, y'all. 2014. Yeah, lasers. So there's a very limited slots. And she's like, well, maybe if your doctor decides to move his vacation, because it seems like he's always taking vacation during those slots that we have available very rarely at that particular hospital. So maybe if he decides to move his vacation, like maybe if he realizes that there's a lot of people waiting on this list, maybe you'll get in sooner. 
And I'm not a doctor or anything, but I really don't think she should have told me that. I really don't think I should, I should have known that. She probably should have hidden her disdain a little bit better, but whatever. So there's that. Merry fucking Christmas. Assholes. Uh, yeah, yeah, so there's that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we took Malcolm for a haircut today. Um, that's my son. He is donor-conceived. I got freeze-dried semen shipped to me via UPS, and, uh, yeah, shot that, shot that load up my hoo-hoo. It's the first time I identified with straight women, like, you kind of got to just take the load, and then you lay down with your hips up, and then in the morning, you get up, and you sit on the toilet, and you have a little toot, and then... Cur- cum comes out of your vagina like I literally farted and cum shoot it out of my vagina that's my cell phone I'm very 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 bad at this uh okay so that's how Malcolm came to be and he doesn't like haircuts do you remember the time like it was just a, a month ago or so I told you that story about how that fat woman in her horizontally striped shirt came into the back of the hairdressing salon and said, yeah, you know, if he's crying, maybe you should just stop. Okay? Cunt. Um, So that's the last time he got a haircut. And when we left that place, it looked like he had a haircut a month ago. And he had just literally five minutes before been screaming in a salon chair. So we went to um, a hairdo zoo where you just kind of sit on like a little whatever pony or a frog or an elephant and I'm like okay Malcolm well we're just gonna sit here and you know if you don't scream or cry you're gonna get a train and he's like Ote and I was like waiting I was waiting for him to start fucking tossing elbows and fucking body slamming chicks and then this chick came over and she just like she just cut his hair and he did great and by the end of it he was sitting there all by himself I was like two three feet away from him and he was just getting his hair cut like a normal fucking kid it was just the best thing I think that's ever happened to me yeah. Yeah. No one cares about a kid's haircut. I know. I'm sorry. I'm just still in awe that that even fucking happened. This is so boring. Boring. Okay. Let's hear from Kendra. She's probably a little bit more entertaining than me. And she's got a little bit about Christmas. It's holly jolly. Hey, everyone. It's Kendra, and I'm going to do a segment on Taya's first Christmas. So Christmas was the hardest um, holiday while I was waiting for him to come home. And during the adoption process, uh, definitely a holiday that's way more fun when you've got kids around. And it's one of my, it's my absolute favorite holiday myself. Um, I love putting up the tree um, when we have our regular tree up. Uh, there's 1,200 lights on it. I decorate out the house. Um, I love doing all my shopping early so I can just sit and drink coffee and watch the chaos in December while everybody else freaks out. I love the music, everything about it. Um, but not having that child run down the stairs on Christmas morning was always very difficult for me. So, um, this would be our third Christmas home. So two years ago, well, I guess two Christmases ago when he was six, um, we, I got to experience it. And one of the one biggest fear I had was with him being in grade one and at school and with other kids and trying to learn. And he was so inquisitive about everything was if some little fucker, told him there was no Santa, I was going to kill him. Um, All I really wanted was one Christmas with all that magic and and, uh, the whole Santa thing. And I've managed to get two, and this year he's definitely questioning, but he's going with it. So um, I'm happy to have had that. During that year, uh, that was his first year where he saw snow. Um, 
his teacher got to see a lot of the first two. Uh, he was absolutely obsessed with gloves. Um, he'd bring them to his teacher and just hand them to her, and she'd have to help him put them in, on because he could never figure out how to get his fingers in all the little holes. And once he had them on, the look of excitement in his face was amazing. Um, so we'd take him out. I took him to see lights and all of that type of stuff. And, of course, the Santa picture. Um, the thing with the Santa picture when you have a kid that's very inquisitive and still has the survival techniques from Ethiopia is that he notices everything. So he would abs like he would sit there and just ask questions about everything. Like, why is Santa wearing white gloves in this picture, but he's wearing black gloves here? Why does he have this? And like, why is his beard shorter in this movie and it's longer in this one? So I eventually had to actually take the picture away because it was going to blow my cover. Um, so it just magically disappeared one day, and I had to tell him I didn't know where it was. Um, the other thing was, under the tree, there was no presents. Because I decorate the tree so early, I actually decorate it right after Remembrance Day, that we went weeks where there was no presents under the tree um, with his name on it. Because I don't like to put them out too early. And uh, my parents kind of called me to the side one day and told me, you know, he, he's a little upset because he doesn't think that he's going to get anything for Christmas. So um, I had to start putting some gifts under the tree for mom so that uh, he wouldn't feel like he was the only kid getting no presents that year. Um, on the build-up to Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve, we, we got all the Santa stuff ready. Um, when we had visited Santa, Santa had told him he liked chocolate milk, so Teo was 100% sure that we were going to have to have chocolate milk out and cookies and carrots for the reindeer and... They had to be big carrots and not little carrots. Um, so we got all that ready and we sent them to bed and actually had to like, we left some crumbs from the cookies, we left a bit of milk, and my dad actually bit the carrots so it looked like there was teeth marks from the reindeer in them um, so that we could make it as real as possible for him. Uh, Christmas morning came and he came and he woke me up like he was told to and we went downstairs and he just looked at the tree and could not figure out what the hell had happened overnight. Um, it was funny. I actually have it videotaped, and it was fantastic. Um, just to actually see um, the experience from a six-year-old's point of view, where he had really no idea, um, was a lot of fun. Uh, so we had, um, yeah, it was a good year. Um, definitely the best part of every year for me. Uh, I, I absolutely love shopping for him, and Love all the, this year he's right into it like crazy. He's counting down the days and um, it's been a lot of fun and a lot of excitement around here. So anyways, yeah, definitely the best part of the year. I hope you all have a good Christmas. And if you don't, I hope you come out of it with some good funny stories to share with us. And yeah, have a good one. All right, bye. Thanks, Kendra. My computer's fan is running because it's, well, I'm just lucky to have a computer. So it's getting pretty loud. So I'm going to have to hold the microphone away. Near, far, near, far, there. It's a Grover reference for those of you born in the 70s. Those of you born in the 90s, I got nothing for you. I got nothing for you. We have nothing in common. I'm really sorry. Chuckles, that means you. Um, okay, my Christmas gift to all of you is I have located the Masturbatorium clip on YouTube and I've, I'm going to snip it up and get it all ready so you can enjoy it on this the anniversary of our Lord's birth, 2014. Merry Christmas.
I do have one question. What's behind that door? That? Oh, that leads to an adjacent room. Where I masturbate. <laughs> Dr. Finch. As evolved as I may indeed be, I'm still a human being. A male human being. Still very much a man. <laughs> Would you like a tour? What is this, Hope? Jesus Christ, Dad. You scared the shit out of me. Hope, you've no business being in here. This is my masturbatorium. And you're using my blanket. I was just taking a nap. Nap? This is not the place for naps. Nope, it is definitely not a place for napping. It's uh, definitely not a place for napping. It's for hugging and rubbing and loving your own self, you know, sexually. That blanket was very stiff. That blanket was crusty. Very, very stiff. All right, well, I don't know what else to tell you guys. I mean, I hope you all have a holly jolly Christmas. And uh, I tried to get some audio of Malcolm singing or doing something Christmas related. And all I got was this, really. Well, Malcolm, I just wanted to ask you some quick questions about Christmas. Why? Well, what do you want to get from Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? from under my Christmas tree and it was my present. No, it was our present that we gave to them. No, that was not the idea. Are you going to leave cookies and milk for Santa tonight? No, the milk is our milk. It's our milk? We shouldn't give our milk to Santa? No, what? we give some cookies to Santa. We should give Santa some cookies? Yeah. And what kind of cookies? We should give some cookies. The gingerbread man. The gingerbread man cookies? Nope. No. <laughs> Maybe Santa would like to. Uh, Malcolm, can I ask? Can I ask you one more question about Christmas? Why? What's your favorite Christmas song to sing? None of them. You don't like any of them? Yeah, that's. That's the best I got. And uh, apparently Bah Humbug, it's a medical condition. It's genetic. I passed it down to him. He was, he was a little bit miserable today, so really not a fair representation of his Christmas spirit. But he, he sure as fuck didn't want to leave Santa any milk. That's our milk! Well, Santa can't have our milk! And then this little cute little boy and his parents came over today and um, they've always been really generous with us. Like, they've always given Malcolm lots of toys and stuff, and I thought, just this one fucking time, I would like to be able to reciprocate, and I did. And uh, Malcolm thought they were his gifts that I had given to this little boy. <laughs> he wasn't buying it. He wasn't buying it. Anyway, I just thought it was funny that he's just so miserable. Like, that's literally the best I got. Anyway, he's not my monkey, man. He is not my monkey. I forgot to thank Kendra. Thank you, Kendra, for sending in that segment. And uh, I think your young man is very lucky. Uh, Sarah's brother, the one that was adopted, always says he won the family lottery when it came to the family he got adopted into. And I think your handsome young man also won the family lottery when he got adopted by you. 
for real though he's a very lucky kid and if you're looking to adopt a slightly used 35 year old i i'm here i'll move i like ontario i'm sure it'll be just dandy and if any of you are listening in ontario and you're lesbians early to mid 30s and you're not batshit crazy email the show maybe kendra would like to meet you i'm doing this without her permission and i have a I have a list of questions to ask you to confirm that you're not batshit crazy. And on Kendra's behalf, I'd just like to say, if you don't have a masturbatorium with a very stiff blanket, you're out. That's it. Dunsies. Okay? I've poured myself a little red wine spritzer. Reminds me of my youth. I used to drink these as a child. Like, really strong Italian red wine with 7-Up and ice. I should drink some of it right now. No, I won't do that. Uh, it just reminds me of being young, which is kind of weird because most normal people don't drink until they're 18. But I never really thought of alcohol as like a taboo thing, something I should do just because I can, because it's dangerous. Marijuana, on the other hand, maybe if my parents would have passed a bong around, I wouldn't have done that for three fucking years of my life and not liked it. But whatevs. Um... Well, I just don't want to get overly emotional, but thank you for listening. Thanks for letting me do this with you. Thanks for listening. I think I said that already. This alcohol starting to get to me. I had a listener who's listened to my both of my shows, and uh, he's like, so when do I get to see what you look like and know your real name? And the answer to that, my friends, is never. Because um, A, I'm ugly. And I know you're thinking, well, how ugly could you possibly be? You don't want to know. You don't, it's not cute. I'm not a cute girl. And that's, I don't want you to see my face. And secondly, my real name, if I went above board and, I don't know, put a thumbnail of my face, say right now, if you were to look at your iPod right now, there's a thumbnail of my face. Jack, I'll give you a second. Sucker. Uh, if I were to reveal my hideous face and my real name, I couldn't do this. It's my anonymity that affords me the luxury of telling you horrible things about who I am as a person and the things that I've done and the things that have been done to me and the things that I've done to other people, both sexually and otherwise. So we, we'll do a little tit for tat, if you will. You pretend to like me and think I'm adorable, just like everyone else I know, and they laugh at my lame jokes, just like, well, you should be doing, really. Um, I can give to you endlessly about nonsense, like what I'm doing right now. I should have stopped the show about seven minutes ago, right after the masturbatorium thing. And I won't let that go. And I will call that back on numerous occasions from now on. Anyway, what am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is this show for me is some kind of like really creepy one-sided group therapy. Like I'm assuming there's got to be that guy in AA that really likes attention and really likes getting up to the podium and just talking endlessly while everyone pretends to find them amusing. That's like that for me. Except it's like really fucked up childhood memories and uh, my foray into parenting and all things like that. This, this gives me kind of like a mental cleansing. It gets me through my weird life. Weird, wonderful. I got to tell you, this is a really good time in my life. I'm really, I'm really enjoying myself. I really feel like it's going by a little too quickly, but I'm going to try and slow things down and savor how wonderful everything is right now at this very second. I'm extremely happy. I feel fulfilled. I think this might just be the happiest I've ever been, Knockwood. And you're kind of a part of that in a sense, because being, well, 
relatively successful at this is thanks to you because you've latched onto my verbal teat. Gross. Oh, I went there. Oh, I went there. Right now on the Family Guy, there'd be a cutaway of uh, of you on my back fat. Just, yeah. Yeah, that's where my teats are, round back. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is I'm about to play you a song that really does a good job of communicating how I feel about you. You as an individual. I'm sure if I got to know you, I would really like you. And those of you I have gotten to know over the years and maybe the past few months, thank you. You, well, hang on. I'll let Debbie tell you. Have a good Christmas, everyone. See you. 